Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Z Nation fans! Welcome to another edition of the Z Nation After Buzz Recap Show. Today we are talking about Episode 7, Welcome to the Foo Bar. How are y'all On doing tonight? On Smooth Jazz Radio? Apparently. <laughs> I was waiting for the theme to come in. Dun, yeah, the theme hasn't happened. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. See, we can do it. You can do it a cappella. I, I love it. Acapella version. <laughs> Joining me on the panel tonight. Uh, there, there we go. See, yeah. I was really close. You yeah. were. Very good. Well done. Joining me on the panel tonight, Katie Kellen. Hi, all my buddies. Roya Tahiri. Da, 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 no. Da, da, da. Oh, no. no. Zach Wilson. Thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs> I'm your host, Megan Salinas. And guys, joining us here in the studio today, we've got two very, very special guests, uh, guests if I could talk. Director Abram Cox. Yay. <laughs> and writer Jen Derwingson. How are you guys tonight? I'm, we're doing great. Thank you so much for having us. No, thank you guys so much for coming in because these are the episodes you worked on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were there. Yeah, we did. Didn't yeah. We? yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not together. But, no, well, uh, no, we kind of we were well later yeah, after. Yeah, absolutely, in post. Yeah. And yeah, we <laughs> typed a lot. A lot and then this. we sat in little rooms late that, at night. Uh-huh. That that actually this. sounds like it could have been a romance. But. <laughs> it was a, it was a bit a, of a it was romance. A what am I romance. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in little rooms late at night, very romantic. (laughs) Work relationships, if you will. It's totally true. And we had a third person watching us, so it was like, it got interesting. My Friday night kind of weird. (laughs) Well... This was this was a I think this was the episode we needed oh, after yeah. last week and I, I just because we we get the kind of emotional closure from from the loss last week but we also get a lot of much needed humor in the form of the gun show so uh, I just want to know really quick like what was your guys' kind of mindset going into this because you do have to hit all these beats. But at the same time, you know, you still have the big overarching story to tell. Well, this is a real good question for you because <laughs> you're, you're having to deal with the big picture. You know, I come in and I'm dealing with like, here's the myopic world. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we did talk about uh, this in, in the writer's room because the, the episode was always meant to do a couple of things. Um, actually, as originally conceived, this show took place at a, at a baseball game. Really? Oh. Um it was the idea was that a group of survivors got together and were kind of like screw it if we can't do something normal once in a while why are we surviving um and i think the network thought that probably wasn't edgy enough um but it was it but it always it still retained that kind of um day off i guess from the day off from the apocalypse a little bit kind of thing you know i guess at least in the bar maybe um but it had that sort of dual purpose of getting them off the road a little bit giving them some uh relief some aftermath uh from the from garnett's death and then it was also um kalita's character roberta warren kind of figuring out like am i in or am i out uh having her you know, a few stages of grief that you don't get all five in the apocalypse. You get a couple. She had her few. Uh, she got out what she needed to say to Garnett, and then and then she came back. And 
that that's what, always what the the purpose was was to to continue the story in terms of like we're we're getting off the road, our car's breaking down, we need to find something else, and also giving her that moment that she needed. Yeah. Nice. No, it was really great. How do you guys feel about tonight's episode? I mean, I kind of want to see the baseball one. It would have been perfect, too. <laughs> yeah. This week, like with the World Series going on, marketing potential that they just threw away. Season two. Energy. Season two. We'll try to get it. Yeah. Although I guess that's not airing on an NBC Universal channel. So <laughs> it doesn't exist. It does not exist. What baseball? <laughs> Zom baseball, <laughs> pretty much. Okay. But we do start off on a really somber note because as they're rolling into Texas, we get this, you know, very, very somber monologue from Citizen Z, who doesn't normally take time out of his day to say, "Hey, everybody, this guy died because it's, it's a zombie apocalypse." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that happens all the time. And way to rub salt in the wound. You know, we got over that he was dead, Garnett, and now we have to remind us again that he's dead. I know he's dead. <laughs> you got <laughs> over it. <laughs> you got over Roya it. Roya wasn't here last week, so she had to deal it. with the loss all on her own. <laughs> I'm still, I don't believe it. Takes about I'm six stages. days. Six days. <laughs> <laughs> Until the next episode, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it actually was really nice to to kind of get this, you know, this formal goodbye to this character because he had been more or less our protagonist. Uh, and without him, we do kind of wonder whether or not the group is going to be able to stay together because he was the glue keeping everything, you know, and the one keeping everybody moving. He was the one reminding them that they had a mission. Was it him that said in the first episode that he didn't send the, I can't remember the guy's name, but into the room where the baby killed him? Um, he Was, was it him one- or was it Warren that said it? I think it was him because he was also the one who refused to take care of the baby when it needed to be destroyed. Okay. So, <laughs> <that was> Karma! <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry. Oh. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> you're not over it, but you're making fun of him? Hey, it's the way I grieve, okay? Humor. <laughs> that's, that's very much the way the show chooses to grieve, too, because what we get is a lot of fun. Uh, we get this kind of fun little western to kind of, like, step back and go, okay, yeah, we know we, we hit you in pretty hard in the heart there last week. Uh, here's a gun show. And <laughs> With, with the occasional moment of, damn, Murphy, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Pretty much. I, I love the gun show because it's something like the market that like comes up after a few years in the zombie apocalypse yeah. Like is a great thing to play with. Um, I wanted to see, they said they like tease like an updated version of the Z-Whacker. And yeah. I was like, yeah. where is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, Addy wasn't there, so obviously it couldn't have been there. Yeah, that that's something that uh, that we we get to because because the truck breaks down and it's something to do with the radiator hose and they end up having to use the last of their water basically to get the truck rolling again. But meanwhile, while they're fixing the truck, Mac goes to scout ahead, quote unquote, when really he's looking to get out of Dodge. He's like, "Look, we're a lot better on our own. We don't have to go back for that. <laughs> we can just go and take care of ourselves. It'll be great." Well, and Addie makes the point, and this is a really good point. She First thing she goes for is, we have a mission. Well, I didn't sign up for it. Well, no, we really need to do the thing. And then it turns into, okay, how long until you decide you're better off without me? Yeah. And that's a slippery slope. That kind of made me think that we don't know a lot about Mac, and he might actually be really sketchy more than we know, because maybe the flashbacks that Addie's having has to do with Mac in some way. Maybe he put her in that position without intentionally I don't you know like something yeah, very sketchy know. about it I want to know so. more about her flashbacks but I feel like that's she kept something... holding her necklace every time he's like we should just leave them she's like I don't know when are you gonna leave me I feel like that's something that might have happened right at the beginning of the zombie apocalypse because we know they didn't start dating until after all of this stuff went down of the that Facebook? she was that because of <laughs> Facebook or whatever the offshoot is yeah. <laughs> we don't have to pay for using a corporate name in this. Um, yeah. So you're right. We really don't know much yeah, about him. Yeah, come to him. think of it, even when, even when we had, uh, you know, Michael and, uh, and Anastasia in the studio, they didn't really say a whole lot about Mac. Right. All we got really was that the biggest, the most important thing to him in the world right now is Addie. We didn't get any backstory stuff or. I, I wonder what wonder. our guests have to say about it. <laughs> I have to wonder uh, if there is any at this point. You, you, we will be getting to some backstory uh, in episode ten. 
which is now airing. Are we right to be suspicious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, that's a totally loaded. I question. Think, yeah, just that is a loaded question. Um, I, I think we'll find, and and this is probably obvious that, but at this point in the apocalypse, everyone has done something terrible right. yeah. Yeah. in order to in order to survive. Um, and people have probably also done uh, heroic things uh, for others if they're uh, with other people in order to maintain those relationships. So I'm just going to put those two things out there. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask you a question, though, for yeah. this episode? Why were they driving or riding a very loud dirt bike? <laughs> I mean, I get there in Kansas. There's no Z's around, but you know, in the apocalypse, what? it's not about <laughs> like you know. That's a production question. Yeah, okay. when, when, when you go in the apocalypse, you find a vehicle that moves. You kind of take it, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the apocalypse the is not about like the apocalypse is like, well, fuck. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say fuck. And I, we are now well, explicit on iTunes. Oh, it doesn't matter okay. if we're allowed to or not. You've already done it. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now you've done I messed it. that one We up. get the little box. Exactly. Yeah. We do. We get Beep. the box. I'm kind of excited <laughs> about that. It's all right. It's not a big deal. Go ahead. But it's like, you know, you find something on, uh, you know, you find something on the side of the road. You pick it up. That still go, has gas in it. And mm-hmm. you move. And, and if it's loud, you're like, well, I got my Z-Whacker and I got a gun and I got a hammer and... You know, we can take care of this. It'll work. So that's that's the that's that's the creative answer. The practical <laughs> okay. answer is it just showed up. Okay. <laughs> and and, and, and just it. like in the apocalypse, you take what you can get. I just <laughs> like how it was white too. It's kind of like the white stallion that they're riding, but it's not because it's loud and they're going off. Separate. Is that really what you thought? Maybe I'm very creative. <laughs> I could have said a unicorn, but it's not that crazy. The, out- <laughs> the outlaw who yeah. wants to just ride off yes. is like, Into the we don't need more people. We're just gonna go off on our own, honey. Cute oh, house no. of the rising sun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually do have a question about that because this basically was kind of a very western inspired episode, but the episode takes place in Kansas. When I think western, I always think of the desert and you know, lots and lots of dirt everywhere and horses and things like that. And obviously, I don't know if there are any zombie horses or anything running around. That oh, would be awesome. Would they be called unicorns? If zombie unicorns? Unicorns? Zombie riding a zombie horse. A pike, oh, a pike horse. Oh, I'd be up for that. Would look like a pike horse that didn't quite out of his brain pike. Would right. Would look like a unicorn. That's it true. Just got like a Z wagon yeah. exactly. out of his head. It's totally true. That could be pretty cool. I like this. Oh, Thanks, guys. This is yeah. very This helpful. is good. Yeah. You guys are. I'll give you more. I'm really random. so awesome. <laughs> We're just going to call you up yes. in the middle of next year. And they would have to take them out by going for the ankles or the lower legs because horse legs are ridiculously fragile and don't heal very well. Oh, I didn't know so, that. So, you That's don't go true. for the head, you go for the legs, and then you leave them on the ground. Oh. <laughs> How many horses Poor have horses. you killed? <laughs> I haven't killed horses, I've just read oh. a lot. You won't admit to it on air, is what she's saying. Well, why, <laughs> why do you think they usually put horses down after they break their legs? Because they're Katie, mean. Katie is a loving human being that really And you're going to have yeah, a horse that, that is crippled for life, that can't walk, or that will simply lose the leg. It's more humane to put a horse down when it has an injury that will not heal. <laughs> That's great, but there aren't actually any zombie horses. I know! So we're moving on. (laughs) Team survival is calling me an awful person. If you want want to know the truth, there was talk at one point of a zombie horse. There was talk at one point of a zombie bull. We almost put a oh. zombie bull riding episode part. <laughs> Holy oh my cow! God. Because because the network kept coming back <laughs> to us. Well, it was interesting because my my communication with Jen actually started kind of halfway through shooting or toward the end of shooting. We had been able to communicate once or twice before, but most of my communications were with Carl at first. Right? Yeah. Because I wasn't up there for that. Yeah, because you were you were really you were you were kind of down i guess you guys are still writing or something like that and then um, by the time uh by the time you came up it was you were flying up for a different episode for and 11, i was like yeah. i was like why the hell didn't they fly you up before i could have i could have like uh benefited from some high five team love yeah. set, you know? <laughs> um, but like uh but no and, and and the thing was was they were the the network kept saying hey you know we would love to have more zombie animals in here and then somebody goes zombie bowl Yes. And I was like, a zombie bull. I was like, okay. So one of our guys had actually done the stunt work for um, Dallas, Dallas Buyers, Buyers Club. Club. Oh. And so he was he had one of the guys on the team who was a bull rider. And I was like, well, we have that. <laughs> you know, we can actually 
track the animal and maybe we can kind of do something to it. And can we use this enclosure that we had at this dairy farm that we were shooting at, basically? And we looked at the terrain and everything, and basically it would have created, like, the entire budget of the show to just clear it out and get the bull and get the rider and then get the stunt and then to actually do the effects. And by the time we were finished sort of evaluating it within, like, about a 25-minute period of time, we were just like, yeah... I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe but, season two. Yeah. When, when and then the zombie horse did come up after that. I was like, well, can't we just put a zombie horse in the background? And that became nice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and I think by the end of the whole thing, we were just like, frack animals. <laughs> frack animals. Animals are hard. There was in, in one version of uh, the episode, there was a, like, there the three, uh, bullet cam things that mm-hmm. that happen when the shots go wild and and in one version of the one of the scripts that there was a, a pig that got hit so <laughs> there was this, there was a zombie pig at the end of the episode that also had to be dealt with or maybe it wasn't maybe they just you know everyone ran and there was the zombie pig <laughs> that would have been amazing pigs are big mean animals mm-hmm. that would have been awesome wait a minute does this mean bacon doesn't exist in the zombie apocalypse because Ooh, good if question. you kill an animal it turns into a zombie right well you just do what you they you did to, in the cannibal episode just, episode yeah, 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 yeah you just don't you just keep them alive i mean it's pretty smart inhumane. pig like that you exactly. Don't eat them all at once. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> Zach, you taking notes for Team Survival? Yeah. Okay. Well, we can't have kosher and meat anymore. Is basically <laughs> what I'm hearing. I mean, but if the two of you guys decided to go full cannibal, you know, I mean, the Yanomamo, a tribe in the Amazon, actually did call human beings the long pig. That was the translation for oh, anybody outside the so tribe. So. That's what Archer so, taught yeah. me. Yeah. Why do you call me a terrible person and your Team Survival over here? I never said you were a terrible person. I know person. how to take out a zombie horse. She did. I just <laughs> what the Killing research a zombie doing. horse is terrible. <laughs> but eating other people is a-okay. Yeah. Only There's if necessary. Yeah. Donner party, man. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel really good about being very far away. That's why we're on this side. <laughs> Way better, way We're better way with here. vegetables. I'd rather have some fresh non-zombie vegetables. I don't know if that's on the docket. Too. <laughs> <laughs> zombie veggies, veggie tails. But so I guess nice. that does it, it does a sort of raise a question in my mind though. Like if the virus like is attacking animals as well, like is that just an accepted part of the mythos, or are we sort of like leaving that as a question mark for now? Um, I I think we're saying that the virus affects all mammals. Okay. Um, okay. Mammals, so we don't have zombie birds. No zombie sharks. Dang it. <laughs> Dolphins. Well, that that if could you bring change. up sharks, then that'll probably change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is kind of a yeah. shark company. This yeah. is sci-fi and asylum. And the <laughs> asylum. Yeah. I've had numerous conversations with some of my friends about whether or not, like, under what conditions a zombie shark um, can exist. Like, whether or not, like, if a zombie actually, like, bit a shark, if that would turn that shark into a zombie shark. What if a shark ate a zombie? There's actually a film where a zombie fights a shark. <laughs> It's true. There's, there's an Italian zombie. Of course, there is. I think we might be a little. We're a little off topic. So basically, what ends up happening is, sadly, Mac and Addie are separated from the group when they repair the truck and drive on, and that's what happens when Murphy navigates. Uh, is the group gets separated. Well, they come to a fork in the road, and Mac and Addie went left to begin with, and then Murphy and company, when they come to it, oh, let's go right, sure. <laughs> or they could have just stayed put and waited. Since yeah, they said yeah they're that was the weirdest thing to me. I, I don't know why they, I mean, I guess they thought they would catch up, but, but when you see that fork in the road, it's like, why would you keep going? Yeah. Like, you would know that it would be better to stop and wait for them to come back. Have you seen the most recent commercial about horror movies and good decisions, oh, yeah. bad decisions? <laughs> <Geico? Yeah. laughs> I'm just going to wait for it's, it's the whole thing of let's just go hide behind the chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's fun. That was pretty great. Yeah, exactly. Nothing scary happens if you do always do the reasonable thing. Yeah. yeah. Why I are mean, you running who, car? Who really thinks in the zombie apocalypse? I mean, do you really think through the equation? Like the you know end what? of the equation is generally like I'm either going to die 
or I'm going to come back undead. So there's like two choices, and either of them suck. Nobody knows what the outcome is going to be. And then you die again. (laughs) True story. And they they see, actually, that it wasn't all too bad, because there are signs for whiskey, which... Liquor. All great things, and I I do love the, you should navigate more often. And 10K, having to learn, you know, 10 and 2 is where you hold your hands on the wheel. (laughs) Who taught you how to drive? No one. <laughs> Everyone's just like, oh, <laughs> Cassandra buckling her seatbelt. <laughs> like, well, <That's> nice. <laughs> a lot of fun little touches in this episode. Were. We need more of her. Yes. We need way more of Cassandra. She had episode three, and then she kind of been doing the background thing. I'm sure it'll oh, come back. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, so they they do they make it to the gun show, and we see a couple familiar faces in the form of sketchy and sleazy. <laughs> Skeezy. 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 Although he is also sleazy, but his name... <laughs> or is we, like, we yeah. like to refer to him as Itchy and Scratchy. Well, you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His, his right. given, name, just, his given yeah. name, as you hear in the episode, is Vernon. Vernon. Oh. And, and she apparently didn't know that they were supposed to be called Sketchy and Skeezy, so she called him Vernon through the episode. It was awesome. But that's his real name, yeah. I know, I know. But the, that's, <laughs> that's what I love is well, the I, fact that you just said... I find because it, you when, know? when Carl Vernon. told me that... that he wanted to bring back Sketchy and Skeezy in this episode. I thought that's was just how we refer to them. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, oh, that's what everyone calls them. Okay. It's, uh, well, you know, there's no mistake about who you're talking about when you when you call them those names. I mean, there might be more than one Vernon, but there's you're not going to be like, which Sketchy and Skeezy? <laughs> that, that section, actually, the, I will say this, that, the, the, that section of them escaping in Jen and I's original cut was much much longer it was a uh, it was a much bigger oh, when like, they pack up yeah it we turned it into the audition for our side project which is the offshoot of z nation the which spin-off. is just off about all arms dealing in the apocalypse that's that sounds really that was cool, kind of that was kind of our whole thing is like you know how can we how can we spin this off into this whole other thing but <laughs> but you know time time forces you to cut things down for air but so, so <laughs> yeah. what else uh, what else was in there like just uh, items you know and stuff? there's this whole great little beat he jumps up and they're getting into the car and everything and he gets out of the back of the truck and he walks out and he's got two guns and he looks at one gun and he looks at the other gun and he's eh, I'll just use this one and he jumps down and when he jumps down he's suddenly like twirling the gun and aside from just shooting I'm not sure if you're familiar with the pusher movies but he's like walking down the side of the 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 truck and he's all like got his gun up and he's just kind of looking around it's like zombies are running past and grabbing people and stuff and it's just like yeah I'm a badass and if you come this way I'll shoot you and it just sort of was more of a of a elaborate action scene as opposed to right and Skeezy gets caught by a zombie oh Skeezy gets yeah yeah, Skeezy gets caught by a zombie and turns around and punches him in the head with his like it was oh it was it was hilarious it was just this whole sort of so like where can we go to see the full <laughs> version of this escape because no. that sounds amazing <laughs> one day one day one day one we'll day do fight. it one day and we'll there were it. also amongst the uh the zombie shooting gallery a, a few things that i missed oh, yeah. that i actually promised on one of my tweets that didn't happen oh, <laughs> oh, because i was like it was in one of the cuts because i was like find out what happens to one of your favorite children's book characters oh that's right that's right. And there was I had I had written um a Waldo zombie <laughs> that was that was in the lineup yeah. and I thought it was just gonna be like some dude that kinda looked like Waldo that had sort of a yeah. Waldo as cat. But when I saw the dailies, he had like the actual striped yeah. shirt yeah. and the hat. Um it was them. there was like the the prom queen and king. Oh yeah, we we killed um, the prom queen and the prom king. We killed Harry Potter. We killed, oh yeah, there uh, was the cosplay guy yeah. that, that gets shot. There yeah, were, yeah. We, there, <laughs> was, there was some crazy stuff in that. This episode was actually, I mean, in all honesty, this episode was a very long episode at first. Like I think our first cut was like it was an hour. It was like was close it? to yeah. an hour. Yeah, it was like, and everybody was like, oh, great. The, we can't show this to Carl <laughs> until we get it down oh. to like 45 minutes. So it was like all of us like, how do we do this? Oh. You would have had to HBO it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But we did We did get one concession from the from Oh, the yeah, network. yeah, yeah. The, um, the, the, uh, when I read it, you keep saying Western. When I read it, I, I thought about Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in the West, ah. and I was I was like, you know, this is this is definitely a spaghetti Western. Like it's set in Kansas for sure, but we can we can do this as a spaghetti Western. This, you know, we'll go for the close-ups. We'll do this whole style, etc. And and then as I got off the plane and I was kind of driving, you know, with uh, Mark Dahlstrom, who was our our physical uh, line. Pro- or, 
production coordinator, line producer, production manager, production manager, and we're, guy who we're gets dri- stuff done. And I said to him, <laughs> I was like, "What do you think about the idea about like framing the show in two, three, five? And he looked at me and he goes, "That's going to be tough to pass." And I was like, "Okay, that that makes perfect sense. I'm I'm pretty sure that would be." And then so next I meet with like you know Carl, et cetera, and I said. Carl, what do you think about a two, three, five extraction on this show? <laughs> and Carl, Carl, and Carl's way of doing things is well. If you think you can get that to pass, I'm all game. <laughs> and, and like, so it just sort of started as this sort of notion of okay, great. And then I started to get really excited, and I would tell people, hey, we're going to open the show up with like all kinds of montagey, you know, beautiful exteriors and just going to stop the show down to 235 from 16 by 9. And I just kept pitching it that way to everybody. <laughs> and pretty soon everybody started pitching it that way. And pretty soon I met the DP because the DP's shooting while you're prepping. And I met the DP like, you know, three days out before the shoot was supposed to start. And I said, hey, Alex, how do you feel like about doing the 235 framing chart? And Alex just looked at me and he goes, I'll do it. <laughs> but you know this is not going to go end well. And I was like, well, let's just do it. Like, I think it'll be kind of cool. And then he was like, I'm all game, man. I'm 100% game. And so the first day on shooting, we had the head of the network on the set with us. And he looks up at the monitor and he goes, you guys are shooting 235. And I look over at him and I was like, we are, man. And just think about <laughs> yeah. it. Think about the opening of the show, just slowly closing down to two, three, four. What do you think about that? It's like Sergio Leone, because this is the Spaghetti Western episode. And he goes, oh, I like it. I like it. I said, so you'll go be our champion. And <laughs> so he goes, yeah, absolutely. I will talk to Chris Regina, who's like the, the guy who determines yes or no for us. And he's like, I'll call, talk to Chris Regina and see if we can do this. And we sent the, the first cut in, and Jen and I were like, well, High five. We we tried the two three five. Good luck to us. It's never gonna happen. And nobody mentioned it. <laughs> nobody mentioned it. It was like dead air when it came to the two three five. And we were like, Wow, did did you read the notes? And she's like, Yeah, I read the notes. I was like, Nobody talked about the two three five. Went to Carl, Carl goes, You know what? There's gonna be a QC guy who's gonna stop us. And the next thing we know is there's this little email that comes out. It says, hey, that framing you guys did, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. We're going to air it that way. And we're like, kudos. <laughs> <laughs> Winner. <laughs> we got a movie for 45 minutes. So Woohoo. That was, That's awesome. It was exciting. Thank you. Yeah. It's fun that like the network has enough faith to like go through with something a non-traditional like that. So for those of us who don't know the terminology, what is a 235? Uh, well, you know, some people call it 240. Um, <laughs> if that so, helps. Yes. Also <laughs> some people it's call it... me and the viewers who yes. are like, that's great. What is Some this? people call it 240. It's an aspect ratio. So some people call it... There's 185. There's 16 by 9. There's uh, 235. There's, you know, uh, 4 by 3. 4 mm-hmm. by 3, as an example, is like the original Wizard of Oz was aired yeah. that way. And people sit there and they look at it and they go, you know, oh, wow. Okay, so... With the growing of television, aspect ratios became really important um, to lure the public out. So you had CinemaScope. You had, you know, all these different kinds of formats that people do, which is like the Cinerama Dome was originally a CinemaScope, which had three projectors that would show you the full image on, you know, these screens. And it was huge. And so basically the 235 is, has become kind of the, the standard for feature films. For widescreen. For widescreen feature films and for anamorphic lenses. And so, and 235 is the, the true name of the aspect ratio. 240, you'll hear people call it 240, but if you do the historic lookup on it, it's 235. Okay. Which is like your, your standard TV is 16 by 9. It's a wider frame that you're used to. Yeah. And then, some people will not say two four zero, but two three nine. But anyway, I know this is technical <laughs> mumbo jumbo. But we were we were happy with that. We were like, woohoo! Yeah, I, I think this is awesome. Over there, they're, they're yeah. like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the only, only one without cool. a clue. <laughs> I mean, I think we should get back to the zombie and the sar- shark stuff. I mean, that's the, that's, that's the <laughs> real stuff. The, the, zo- the zombie in the outhouse. That was exactly. So <laughs> basically, they they decide to take part in the shooting competition because, I mean, they've got a killer shot with 10K. 
And meanwhile, but Warren doesn't say anything to anybody. She just heads straight to the bar. So while, while she's an alcoholic, <laughs> that's never been talked about. But before the apocalypse, really? she was an alcoholic. No, absolutely. I'm what? bullshitting you so bad. <laughs> you can't tell me that because it's a zombie apocalypse. Now it's gonna be out there. Kalita's gonna kill you. Button yeah. here. And <laughs> Don't hit gonna, the Kalita's gonna be like, "What the hell are you talking yeah. about?" <laughs> that, dude surprised me so much. I was like, "Really?" <laughs> No, I was out with her. I was out with her at dinner last night, and and no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Kalito kicked me in my teeth. It was a lot of why she could not handle so much to drink. You know, maybe yeah, it was just terrible it. alcohol. Everything that's no such. Well, I mean, if you think terrifying. about it, she, she's she's got some serious superpowers because she walks out of the bar and she's like, she's been. Dead I mean, sober, she's been yeah. drinking, 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 and I mean, her adrenaline. She either is a genetic freak or her <laughs> yeah. adrenaline is just like. She spiked. expended a lot of sweat, you know, with Absolutely. the punching and that's, the. That's true. And you don't know how you know the time frame of how long she was actually <laughs> yeah. had the zombie on the on the floor. It's totally on true. I wish she was here right now because we could ask her about that. How drunk were you? <laughs> <laughs> During this scene, how many bottles of whiskey had you actually gone through? Yeah. But, but we that is basically it. I love that no matter what's going on throughout the rest of the episode, we just keep cutting back to the bar and it's just her, you know, pour me another one, basically, without <laughs> actually having saying anything. And we got the bartender, you know, it's classic Western with the bartender there, you know, wiping down his glass and pouring her another drink. And, and then you he gets someone. Everyone's lost someone. <laughs> Family? Yeah, I thought so. Well, you just hang out here. I'll take care of you. Are you coming up to like shoot on the next season? Yeah. That'd be pretty I'd awesome. be happy to. Don't, don't tempt us. Yeah. Dude, we but. will do it. If you, if you wind up in Hollywood and you need like zombie hosts for something, we're all just sit here and go, <laughs> Dude, we'd be up for it. That would be the best. Uh, we would, but we totally would be survivors, that. so that's weird. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. No, you'd be dead. Aww, We'd all be like, <laughs> Be like, that's what you get. That's yeah, what you're being cannibals. But anyway, so, uh, but we do have this scene where the bartender gets killed and she she stabs his, you know, his hand to the bar so that he'll be there to sit and chat with her as she's like, you know, giving all this exposition of all the things she wants to say to Charlie, who's obviously now gone. Dead as anything. And I, I just love what she, she's just so angry at him for giving her hope. And she's like, how could you do that to me? And um, when she finally gets around to, you know, again, boxing with the zombie, essentially. <laughs> and she says, you know, I don't have a reason to live, but I will find one and I will do it without you. And it's, it was probably the, it was probably like the most emotional scene in the show so far. Cause not only did we get closure from what happened in the last episode, but we get her moving forward in, you know, it was, for one, it was cool and badass to see her punching the zombie, <laughs> but it, like it was still really emotionally driven and still heart wrenching. Best part of the episode. Best gotta, part of the episode. I gotta say, it felt like, she was vocalizing for us as a viewer too, with the fact oh, that he yeah. was gone, and it's kind of you us lied to on. me, yes. show. Exactly. You told me this show was going to be about him. Yes. You lied yes. to me. Exactly. Doc survived. Doc survived. We have death fakeouts. What do you mean death is permanent for white guys? But what I really also like is that we see her character arc in this. She changes completely because in the very beginning, honestly, in the beginning of the season, I thought she was going to be a weaker character, and then now I can see her being a strong. Huge support in the character, like in the show. Yes, and uh, I'm excited to see where she goes. Yeah, yeah yes. she's she's a you know the interesting part about that, and this is a tidbit. Like that was her audition. Yeah, actually, mm. that scene that really? you guys saw, yeah. Jen's writing on that scene was her audition for the character, and Jen's writing in that was just phenomenal. And there was actually like, I mean. I think there was talk about trying to because there's little flash frames kind of Tyler Durden style in there of you know yeah. Garnett with the face and stuff like that and actually we tried to see if we could get Tom to stay I mean I, I think it would have cost too much money or something but <laughs> like I, I had these ideas of just putting him in like little places throughout the bar oh nice <laughs> like, oh like, wow like, like he's sitting like, next to her chit-chatting with her yeah and then I think it was you or it was Carl. Somebody told me that there was a draft 
where he was the bartender. Like you cut <coughs> to so, her point of view, and like the yeah. the the cut to the point of view turned out that she, he was actually a bartender. Yeah, yeah. So there was a version of that, and we have a coughing host over there. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I think Roy is dying. <laughs> I inhaled my water because I was so excited here that it would be more of the episode. <laughs> she loves it. But yeah. So anyway, so that yeah, that's a tidbit. That was her audition, and, and she was she really did. I I agree with you. I think she nailed it. Like yeah, you know, she did. Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah. We actually carved out I think the first half of the day just to shoot that. Okay. That was like someone that was, was, a, uh, that was asking me how how long it took to to shoot that, and that I was, was like, well, time. not well, a long time in the in the scheme of Z Nation shoot. In the but. long time, okay. In all <laughs> truth, like, yeah, we had five and a half days total <laughs> with pickups to shoot this episode. Oh, oh wow. wow! Yeah. It's like drive-by yeah. shooting, like with, in terms the, of okay. with a camera, um, <laughs> with a camera, with a camera. Yeah. It is crazy. It's shooting. What do you think she was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's just an awkward phrase. Ugh. We live in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Can we talk about, like, 10K's Crush of the Week? Yes. It's Can we talk about adorable this? because, well, <laughs> it's it's super cute to see him because, like, the last couple episodes, we every time there's a new girl, he's like, girl, because you forget. He, <laughs> he's got puberty in the woods. He, you know, he grew up, his dad was a survivalist, so it's very, obviously, he didn't have a whole lot of other people around growing up and so she's pretty and she snipes and she's beautiful her dad is gonna murder me (laughs) she's so cute but how old is 10 terrible i think he's 18 tiny yeah he's tiny and adorable is he he's 18 the actor? No, 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 the uh, character 10K. Uh, yeah, we're, I think he's 18 or okay. yeah, 17, around then. Okay. Yeah. He's a yeah. teenager. He's, he's tiny he, he and He should know what he's doing, though. First rule survival, procreation. He <laughs> <laughs> just has not had the opportunity. His dad skipped yeah. over that bit. Yeah. He skipped yeah. over that part of the lesson plan. But <laughs> It's just the two of them. We can't really... Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Moving we, on. We, thank you for going anyway, there. Moving on. You I live. did really like this girl, Bryn, though, and I love the, the kind of banter that they had back and forth because he's like, I'm 10K, and she's like, it doesn't matter. I don't need to know your name to kick your ass. And they they were really fun to watch, you know, go through this competition together. And then, you know, at the end, it's kind of fun watching him save her dad and then seeing her in turn save him. And I wanted them to adopt her. Yeah. Probably a good thing they didn't <laughs> on account of dad would have had to die. But I wanted them to adopt her. <laughs> we kind of thought that we, that the dad was going to die. And since there's an open slot on the team now, we thought maybe Ooh. that they Ooh. would. They Yeah. Ee, ee. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. <laughs> But she's she and her dad are both alive, and they have a really awesome weapon with them. So there's nothing to say. Yeah, they the can't minivan. Come back. It's a great. Oh yeah, that weapon too. So. <laughs> yeah, they have they have uh, they have one of the producers' minivans. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that was a crew vehicle. Nice <laughs> That's wonderful. That's too funny. But I kind of want to whack him with something for giving the gut away, though. Yeah, it's like, you, it's like, need you needed that. Uh, you we have to trade it for a vehicle because your car is breaking down and Murphy Every. has the keys but never found this crazy, wonderful vehicle that supposedly exists <laughs> from the guy that Which he bit. We, Murphy. Yeah, why? we need to talk about that for sure. But let's wrap up 10K's story. 10K's dumb. <laughs> He's sweet and adorable cute, and though. very just clever horny. and so dumb when it comes to women. I think you're right. I think he's, he's just, just horny. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't know these feelings. Yeah. He's like Bubble Boy. He doesn't understand <laughs> it. You know? so. he, he gives How her the, yeah. the longest gun-like object he can. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you think about it. No, this is actually a running joke. This is a running joke. I mean, we, we had this conversation with Alex Yellen, if you recall. Alex Yellen, our DP, jokes that this whole show is about men getting stifled on their orgasm. And, <laughs> and, and no, it's, it's true. And the funny part about it is, is if you look at it, like in episode, you know, 106, right? You know, Warren's just about to get off. And, you know, yeah, that's and, what I was and, thinking Garnett, too. and Garnett is down on her and they get interrupted. Mm-hmm. And Mac and Addie in 105 are about to get buck and they are about to go wild. And, 
they're interrupted. <laughs> and it, it just, it's a common theme. So, like, we were like, well, okay, well, let's, you know, if, if he's going to be giving the gun away, let's really make it where, you know, she gets to take the shot. So at least she gets to pull the trigger, and he's never pulled the trigger. So, you know, those kind of things, and it's all in the writing there. But at the same time, visually, when you're showing it, you start to, you know, hey, let's make some serious overcompensation (laughs) as much as possible. So 10K's gotten more than every other guy on the series at this point. At this point. At least on screen. He's gotten close. (laughs) He's at least gotten a gun. He's at least gotten to hold his gun. I don't even know that anybody else has been able to hold their gun. I mean, seriously. Except for for in episode 105, I think it is, where he's out in the field. No, it's 106, where he's out in the field taking a leak. So he's gotten to hold his gun. (laughs) Well, Murphy (laughs) seems like he would be the only one that wouldn't ever get interrupted unless someone human walked in on him because then he'd be scared and awkward. Yes, I'm talking about like with him and... Like yeah, like, but he's so also weird. the only one who'd never yeah. get a partner. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Oh, so Murphy weird. Would also never so get a partner. Let's be just, real. Okay, well, <coughs> wait for it. Since you bring up, so excited. <laughs> since you bring up Murphy, let's go ahead and talk about Murphy in the story because who goes wacko? Yeah, because we when we find out, you know, that one guy happens to have a car, and if their truck keeps breaking down, you know, they're SOL. So Murphy goes to basically try to steal this one guy foreman he tr- goes to try to steal his keys um, because it's not something that they can get necessarily because originally they were they were planning on winning the gun and then trading it for a car and Murphy that's not how he rolls and there's no guarantee that they're even going to be able to do that because they're we haven't even talked about the tsunami but you know that's just not how Murphy rolls so he he ta- he sees an opportunity to steal the keys and he tries but the guy wakes up because he was drunk god that was such a terrible and- drunk state for him I felt so bad for that drunk guy like <laughs> we've all been there when he can't even like stand I don't pee like that but I'm just saying like you, know, like, the whole you standing pass camp, out there's a guy down, stealing yeah. your keys yeah. and then he bites you yeah, yeah it happens we've, we've totally I hate it there. Tuesday <laughs> nights man Tuesday nights so it, it seems like a good plan on, on paper though uh, Murphy Murphy, like he reaches into the drunk guy's pocket. It looks yeah. like he's passed out. Um, he's not. He can be like, well, "I lost my keys, man." Yeah, yeah. It would have been a good plan had the guy actually stayed asleep or been asleep. But what's weird is later on, this guy comes back and he goes. He's trying to shoot Murphy and ends up killing a couple people for his trouble and getting killed himself. But what's weird is that he doesn't turn. Yeah. And Murphy digs the tooth that had fallen out when he bit the guy (laughs) out of the guy's shoulder and sticks it back in his mouth. So he's like, fix himself it, that's a good sign it's funny though like at the beginning of this episode i just my mind randomly wandered to i wonder what would happen if murphy bit somebody um and you then they paid it off like he's well, immune we, uh, we don't know we don't know what would have happened to that guy if he had just kept you know walking around because if he hadn't gotten himself killed would he eventually have kind of turned been doing what what Murphy's doing now and like get all ashen and gross. And I mean, my hair falling out. My working theory, and I'm going to block my view of these guys because they have the answers, and I want to know. Uh, my working, my working theory is that it's basically it's not a full vaccine. It's just slowing it down, and it's just slowly taking over his body, and that effectively bites somebody. He's giving them the same thing, a slow acting version of the virus. Um, it could be that that's, that's like theory. the best they can do, but that just that seems to be what's happening here. That that is a good theory, I huh. think, especially with just what he looks like he's becoming. Yeah, well, yeah. it's like the just bite visually. The bite is is just instinct taking over. It's like how yeah. does a zombie attack? How does it defend itself? It bites, and so without even meaning to, without thinking about it, he just bites. Um, so I think it feeds that my theorizing. Yeah. And your th- one could say your theory might bite. Uh, <laughs> well, it definitely has teeth. <laughs> my question is for the guy that Don't got bit, if uh, the zombies were to come through, I wanted to know if maybe the zombie would avoid him and go for yeah. the other guys before he we, got shot. We didn't get the chance to see. So that's one of my questions for the storylines. Well, like, oh, well, it depends how fast does a, a bite take effect. Because he got bit eight times. Yeah. It's not one. like Murphy got bit once and then and then all the zombies immediately backed off. It was, they, they, they went to town on him for a little well, while. Well, maybe that's why he's turning. Maybe if it's one bite from Murphy, you don't turn. And and that would be, <laughs> but that would be an effective way to keep 
other people others from biting you. So that might be like Murphy biting you might be the cure. Yeah. Ew, no. <laughs> Not worth it. <laughs> I would rather be a zombie. But there's a bite me joke in here somewhere. But I do love just Doc <laughs> taking him aside and going, I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> because they do have a bond. You know, I think Doc is the closest thing that Murphy has to a friend. Well and Murphy when he's defending himself going, You know me, you know I don't do that. Not <laughs> denying it but saying, You know me. Like, yeah. well, do we really? Well, he says, I'm not an animal. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not an animal. What that... happened to your tooth? <laughs> what happened yeah. to your tooth? Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Like, an- animal was not what Doc was thinking. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. But so, but that is interesting. And then the, the whole thing gets interrupted. Because we didn't even talk about it. But the big, literally the big thing in this episode is a tsunami. Which is just this storm we saw the zombie tornado a couple episodes ago but like with this is worse this is <laughs> yeah. i was thinking it was like the zombie dust bowl basically kind of. rolling through kansas but it's just uh, the this giant horde of zombies bigger than anything anyone's seen and it's just coming through and and we only get like the fringe of it is what breaks up the is the what breaks up the gun show in the first place everybody else is running at that point so that makes me wonder if the next episode is going to kind of like well we have to like this thing is still chasing us or if it's just kind of done it's like the skirmish before i mean the tsunami is definitely coming back like that's like the uh the little like rain the drizzle before the hurricane <laughs> hits yeah. am i a bad person for just like picturing this as like the stampede from lion king <laughs> <laughs> no you're not long live oh, the was... king oh he was mufasa but who gets oh. thrown into the stampede Stampede is what I'm saying. Garnet. Garnet, yeah, he was yeah, Mufasa. That was, that yeah, was last episode. That was it. <laughs> oh, now I'm wow. sad. Anyway, Say it again. Would that... <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> would that... Would that make Murphy Scar? No, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know what Murphy is. I don't yeah, think this we, is an apt analogy. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. It's but not. Hard, basically, basically, we're left with this episode with, you know, our heroes going off. The girl that 10K has a crush on, she's safe as far as we can see and hopefully coming back uh, with this tsunami coming in and Mac and Addie are still on their own away from the group, possibly going in separate directions, possibly just kind of trailing a little bit behind. We don't know. But Warren is back. You know, the rest of the group is still together and they're hoping that Mac and Addie will somehow catch up. Got a quick question for that scene when Warren was fighting all the zombies. Was that like a once like Quentin Tarantino kind of because I got that feel from Once Upon or not Once Upon a Time uh, yeah Once Upon a Time Bill. in Mexico, Mexico Once Upon a Time in oh, Mexico that's Robert Kill Bill. oh yeah. no I'm terrible he was in the movie yeah <laughs> and you know you Q mean. hate comments <laughs> um, but was it kind of off of that or was it yeah you know it's all part of the spaghetti western like okay. Tarantino's yeah. pulling from it he's pulling from the you know those moments and the and the music itself like is actually sort of inspired by Ennio Morricone who um is the composer for Sergio Leone so that okay. kind of that kind the of whistle. stuff is yeah exactly <laughs> I'm such a terrible whistler but yeah and I mean initially like you know I mean like one of the the um I'll give him a plug. And then you had that shot of Howdy. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta always have that shot of Howdy. Like Howdy is Howdy is a stunt coordinator. We call him Howdy. Oh. Whether he wants to ever be called Howdy or not, from here on out, he's called Howdy. Like we we always call him Howdy. Howdy but inside me. Exactly, exactly. He's a bit like Howdy Duty meets I don't oh. know Andy Kaufman. But you know. So anyway, that's a odd reference there <laughs> um, you know when he's cleaning the gun again guys who clean their guns guy he's cleaning regular the gun maintenance up. exactly <laughs> totally <laughs> this show is full of it entendre that's what you should make the now, next now thing. I'm Look gonna for be the looking for it it's gonna be ridiculous yeah. so but when you time. see him like on the back it's totally inspired from like cool hand Luke and then you know when you see this it's like directly from that sort of spaghetti western type of vibe going on cool uh, well, i it's really actually, awesome yeah i actually have a question for jen because like uh you guys said that uh Abram, you said that you'd read this script and then put it like you thought of the western vibe and the spaghetti western thing um from in the writer's room are you guys intentionally sort of going through these sort of genres to like almost it's almost a parody almost like uh just a theme uh, that you see in a lot of zombie movies is that intentional is there we going to see a lot of that going forward uh, we may. I mean, it wasn't like we thought, oh, we want to try these different genres. It just happened. I mean, the way we came up with the episodes um, was sort of a, a combination of we had a map 
<laughs> in the writer's room of where they were going. Uh, the network really wanted to see recognizable American landmarks. So we sort of mapped where they were going, figured out where the episodes were. And then, um, you know, we just start all started pitching episodes and then matching up what was happening with the episode with with the location and i think this one and i think it'll happen again just because now we're you know now we're kansas now we're you know midwest going west so um there will be other versions of of westerns i think just by nature of where we are in the in the country and the fact that um I mean, Carl is, has sometimes described this show as like wagon train, but with <laughs> zombies instead of, you know, Indians um, and, and and that kind of thing. So I, I think the Western in particular sort of lends itself to where we are in in the show at this point. Um, and there was, yeah, and then, but then there were things like we're, you know, when we're in the writer's, writer's room, um, originally one of the episodes was going to be like um, like a video game. Ah. Like in a like in a tall tower building, where each level there were different <laughs> kinds of zombies. They had nice. to they had to be um, and that you know that those kinds of things may come may come back. They didn't make it into this season. Uh, I am hoping that would be season amazing. Two. That amazing. But we, we yeah. got that announcement this week. Yeah, season two officially. Yeah. Season we're two. Very excited. It's the Zombie Land homage. Yes, it's very it's very exciting. Really, we're really happy that. People have uh, really have responded to the show and are are continuing to watch it. So yeah, oh, we are so excited. Sadly, are we are running short on time. Do you guys have any other final questions, final thoughts on this episode? Just thank you for the guy turning into a zombie in the outhouse. That was yeah. wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, so we when we thought of that in the writers room, then for like ten minutes, Carl, the showrunner, like acted out zombie with pants around his ankles. <laughs> and so whenever like we're down or feeling blue, all I have to do is think of. Carl doing pants around his ankles on me. <laughs> everything is that right is with the wonderful. world. <laughs> uh, where can people go if they want to find out more about you guys and about the work that you're doing? Uh, Social networks. You would say... Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. Yep, yeah, I'm on Twitter. At Jen Elder. And my last name. Me at TC Abram. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and sh- you can get better at Hashtag Z Nation. <laughs> hashtag Z Nation. And, uh... uh yeah. That's, I don't have. Do you have a website? I, I do. Oh, he has Abr- a website. I don't Abram have a website. Abramcox.com. Yeah, you, you can yeah. make me a website. And then I'll you want you me to make your website? <laughs> I haven't really touched up my website in a long time, so I'm kind of. <laughs> I feel like I need to rush home and do some work. You guys are putting <laughs> any, me back to work. What any the hell? final teases for for this for the rest of this season? Oh yeah, Jen's got another episode that's coming up. That's that's pretty amazing by a great director Rachel, who is uh, yeah. It's it's going to be yeah. Uh, it's uh, can I am I allowed to say. Uh, uh, female empowerment. Sure. <laughs> yes. It's kind of it's it's almost the uh, it's kind of the Thelma and Louise uh, nice. of, of the episode of the show so that far. Awesome. I would yeah. say. Well, so, thank yeah. you guys so so much for coming on the show. We we had such a blast talking to you tonight. Zach, yeah. where can people find you? Uh, you guys can catch me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. Also here at AfterBuzz, Grim is back. Uh, resurrection later tonight. Uh, Doctor Who, Doctor Who classics, lots of stuff. Stay tuned. And guys, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey Roy. That's H E Y R O Y A. And I'm also on the SNL After Show and the Law and Order SVU. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Kiaxe. That's K I A X E T. I'm also on Attack on Titan, Sword Art Online, Doctor Who Classics, and Ruby. We have the season finale this week. Yes, indeed. That's super exciting. I'm Megan. You can follow me on Twitter at The Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz, usually with. Everything I do except Arrow. (laughs) Pretty much. Anyway, thank you guys so much again for coming. Thank you for having us. And thank all of you for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 